Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Christ would call Christianity. It always disrupts normal human society in some way because normal human society is corrupted by sin. And that's point number two, if you're taking notes. True Christian faith is always eventually disruptive to the culture in which it takes root. If you think you can accept Jesus and then continue your life as you always have, Somebody forgot to tell you what it means to follow Jesus. Pastor Robert is going to show you today that true faith in Christ is always disruptive to the culture around you. Darkness and light are polar opposites, just like Christ and the world. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 19, as he continues his message, Riot in Ephesus. Diana of the Ephesians, also known as Artemis, the twin sister of Apollo, and the temple of Diana, or Artemis, was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. It was enormous. It was artistically magnificent. There there was a statue of Diana there depicting her as the goddess of fertility with multiple breasts. And it had probably been sculpted from a meteorite. At least that's the theory because the legend says that the statue fell down from Zeus. So... So many people were turning away from pagan worship in Ephesus and and putting their trust in the Lord Jesus that the businesses which were linked to the pagan worship practices began to suffer. And this guy Demetrius, he's going to come up again, by the way, Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen, silversmiths, had been getting rich by making and selling these shrines, these little images. So Demetrius gathers together as many as he could get together, the trade union, trade guild, whatever you want to call it. And he told them, Paul was teaching the people that their little silver statues were actually not gods. They were all about to be ruined financially if Paul was allowed to continue teaching the people about Jesus. And you know what? Demetrius was correct in his analysis. In Acts chapter 17, beginning at verse 29, the apostle Paul had spoken to the men of Athens saying, therefore, since we, talking about human beings, since we, 
are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. By the way, this is pretty good argument in terms of just logic when you're dealing with those who want to elevate nature to the point of divinity. This is like, it just, just it doesn't make any sense. I mean, just look at yourself. You're not a tree. Anyway, he says, truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. Because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. So Paul, in addressing the leaders, the Greek philosophers in Athens, he, he, he said, men, one of your own poets has, has acknowledged the fact that we human beings are the offspring of God, since we are God's offspring. Th think this thing through, you know, that these things that you can carve, these things that you can create, these inanimate objects, that it's impossible that the divine nature, you know, would be like that. He's personal. An impersonal, inanimate force wouldn't, wouldn't be able to create a personal, emotional being. But Demetrius, he, he doesn't care about all that kind of stuff. He's, he's not really interested in truth. He's, he's not concerned with God's righteous judgment. He's really not even concerned with the worship of Diana because he actually served money above all else. And, and apparently that was as common in Ephesus as it is in Miami. Because in, in verse 28 of Acts chapter 19, says, Now, when they heard this, they were full of wrath and cried out, saying, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. So the whole city was filled with confusion and rushed into the theater with one accord, having seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians, Paul's travel companions. And when Paul wanted to go into the people, the disciples would not allow him. Then some of the officials of Asia, who were his friends, sent to him pleading that he would not venture into the theater. Some therefore cried one thing and some another, for the assembly was confused, and most of them did not know why they had come together. They had no idea. What are we doing here? Everybody's screaming and yelling. And they, they, they drew Alexander out of the multitude, the Jews putting him forward. And Alexander motioned with his hand and wanted to make his defense to the people. But when they found out that he was a Jew, all with one voice cried out for about two hours, great is Diana of the Ephesians. And when the city clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, what man is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is temple guardian of the great goddess Diana and of the image which fell down from Zeus? Therefore, since these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet 
and do nothing rashly. For you have brought these men here who are neither robbers of temples nor blasphemers of your goddess. Now, he's probably referring at that point to Gaius and Aristarchus. Remember, they had seized Gaius and Aristarchus and then the Jews had put Alexander together. Paul wasn't even in there. Paul's the one doing all the preaching. Paul was the one blaspheming Diana of the Ephesians. He wasn't even present. So this city clerk, he's like, you've you've grabbed these guys who they haven't done anything. Verse 38, therefore, if Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a case against anyone, the courts are open and they're proconsuls. Let them bring charges against one another. But if you have any other inquiry to make, it shall be determined in the lawful assembly, for we are in danger of being called in question for today's uproar, there being no reason which we may give to account for this disorderly gathering. And when he had said these things, he dismissed the assembly. You know, the the ruins of the theater, apparently, they're, they're still there in Ephesus. It's estimated that in Paul's day, it would have seated about 24,000 people. So it was, it was huge. And the silversmiths had incited a massive riot inside that theater, claiming that Paul was out to destroy their whole way of life. And finally, this city clerk, kind of like the mayor, the local official, not, not a Roman official, but a local official, he managed to calm everybody down, reestablish a little bit of order. And he's like, listen, you, we're, we're going to get in trouble with, with the Roman authorities here. That was the implication. There's no reason for this. You can't, you can't really back it up. Listen, biblical Christianity, true Christianity, what Christ would call Christianity it always disrupts normal human society in some way because normal human society is corrupted by sin. And that's point number two, if you're taking notes. True Christian faith is always eventually disruptive to the culture in which it takes root. The Book of Acts is a fascinating look at the church and the first believers and followers of Jesus. It's not the church as you may know it today, the building you're used to attending, or the worship service format you're familiar with. But this early body of believers paints a beautiful picture of deep fellowship, connected community, and sustaining faith, values that are still held by Christians today. As you continue to study this book with Pastor Robert, you'll see how hardship tested these men and women and how they trusted the Lord. You'll also discover how God used them and their testimonies to spread the good news to the world. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or would like to explore more of Pastor Robert's messages from Main Thing Radio, visit mainthingradio.com today or download our mobile app to listen anytime, anywhere. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just follow the link you'll find at the website. Again, that's mainthingradio.com. We'd love to hear from you too if you have any questions or if you'd like prayer. 
give us a call at 305 531 2730. That's 305 531 2730. We're so glad you joined us today. Our time with you has come to an end, but be sure to tune in next time to keep learning from the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio, 